Hey everyone, it's Scott here. Just before we get to this great episode, I want to extend a special offer to you as a Meet Me in the Kitchen listener. Little Kitchen Academy wants every child to experience what changing lives from scratch really means. So as a special gift to our listeners, you can currently save $25 off enrollment at any Little Kitchen Academy location. Just use the code in the kitchen at checkout and you'll instantly save $25 off enrollment at any LKA location. Again, the promo code to use is in the kitchen. It will only be available for a limited time, so be sure to enroll your child today. I think just being on the other side of working within the hospital and seeing the amount of chronic disease that's putting strain on our healthcare system, so many of these things that are influenced by nutrition and that can be managed through nutrition, you know, we're starting to realize how much of an impact that has on our health and how we truly need to start looking at food as medicine and how much of a therapeutic tool it can be. And so that's where I am now, you know, giving myself more space and energy to explore other opportunities where I can focus more on health prevention. And I think that's where my passion now is shifting is how we can keep kids out of the hospital by bringing them into the kitchen. A good kitchen produces good food, but a great kitchen brings people together. Welcome to Meet Me in the Kitchen, a podcast inspired by Little Kitchen Academy and supported by Birkenstock, exploring the key ingredients to a meaningful life and how they are changing lives from scratch. Here's my dad and your host, Scott Rintoul. There are certain people we admire because we can see how difficult their job is, and yet, they do it anyway. Maybe you have worked or do work in one of those fields, and you've heard others say, I don't know how you do it day after day. One of the many challenges to navigate in such professions is to not become so disillusioned by whatever system is in place that you feel helpless to create meaningful change. Healthcare is one of those fields, in my opinion, and the people who devote themselves to it deserve all the appreciation and respect in the world. But burnout is a very real thing in the healthcare industry, and it's completely understandable. So when you find someone like Carolyn Brokop, you share her story with as many people as possible. Carolyn has dedicated her career to other people's health, and as you're about to hear, she's doing so on multiple fronts. She's somehow managed to summon the energy, the motivation, and the selflessness to balance a job on each end of the healthcare spectrum, one that sees her care for ailing children and the other dedicated to preventing some of those conditions from ever arising. Thank you for agreeing to meet me in the kitchen because based on what I know about you, it's probably better that I meet you in this environment than perhaps one of your other working environments, isn't it? Yes, I would say it's a little bit more chaotic, perhaps, than in the space of my own kitchen here at home. (laughs) Well, that in your professional capacity at Little Kitchen Academy, but you also are a professional in another area, are you not? Yes, that is correct. I'm also a practicing registered nurse. It's been almost 10 years now that I've been practicing, and my entire focus has been within the pediatric field. So that is the other hat that I wear, as well as being instructor at Little Kitchen Academy. So I want to talk about your other career before we double back to Little Kitchen Academy. You mentioned pediatrics and that you've been a nurse for nearly a decade. 
What was the motivation behind that profession? I do believe that I've always wanted to be a nurse, I think, even from the earlier years. And to be honest, I'm not even sure I gave myself much space to explore other opportunities. It just seemed like such a natural fit for me. I believe I have a very compassionate and empathetic heart and have always been inclined to want to help those in need and make a positive difference in the lives of others. So it just felt, again, very natural for me to enter nursing as a career and a profession. When did you first have that realization when you were growing up? Almost, I would say, even in junior high, I remember doing, it was kind of like a workshop where we had the opportunity to go in the community to explore different healthcare fields. And as soon as I kind of learned more about nursing, I knew, it again, it was a very good fit for me. And also my mom's a nurse, so I grew up as well having that exposure to what that field would look like as a career. Honestly, there was no doubt in my mind that nursing was what I wanted to do earlier on. And I transitioned straight from high school um, to pursue my degree in the Bachelor of Science in Nursing. So it was a very streamlined process for me. And as soon as I graduated, I did grant myself a couple months off to go traveling as well before I jumped straight into my first job, which I'm very glad that I did. And yeah, ever since then, I've been exploring different areas, but always within the pediatric field. Well, your motivation seems so natural. And from my vantage point, those are the types of people, yourself included, that we want in the medical field and in the nursing practice, those who have compassion and those who are generally motivated by helping others. Not everybody has the stomach for it. How are you able to compartmentalize that aspect of the job? Because I'm sure, especially with children in your current role, you see some things that a lot of people would turn away from. Yeah. So, you know, the funny part of that, and I would jump straight into, you know, just seeing blood per se is it is one thing I think to deal with that, you know, from a nursing point of view for other people. But to be honest, I have a very queasy stomach when it has anything to do with my own body. So that's kind of funny to share. But I would say that, you know, people always share with me, you know, being a pediatric nurse, especially must be so hard. And It is absolutely, but also very much one of the most rewarding careers, I believe, working with kids. There is something to be said about their strength and their resiliency, which I find is so inspiring. And at the end of the day, I find if I can put a smile on their face on one of their hardest days or give them a reason to laugh, then I know that I've made a difference. And that's why I want to show up to work on those days. It makes it all worthwhile. I have two children, so I know it's different when you're trying to deal with something that your child is going through as compared to something that yourself or another adult is going through. You mentioned that children are so resilient. They're also very innocent as well. How does what they're going through when you see them in pediatrics compare to what you see perhaps on the faces of their parents and trying to deal with the parents as well? Yes, honestly, it's probably one of the most challenging aspects of the career working within pediatrics because your patient is not only the child, but looking at the family and whoever their support system is as one whole unit. And so, you know, it takes a lot of energy, absolutely, to be able to show up for them in the best of your ways. And I think a big component of that for me and being able to do just that is also taking priority to care for myself and being mindful of my own energy. And I think the practices that I instill in myself outside of those hours in nursing, taking moments to clear my head before and after work is what truly enables me to come to work every day in a clear headspace to be able to show up for them in the best way that I can. 
working in healthcare and specifically with what you've described with can be so all encompassing. Yet, as we know, and as we already introduced, you also work at Little Kitchen Academy as an instructor. I don't want to abandon the healthcare side of your life completely, but I do want to jump in now and ask how that became a reality and how you became an instructor at Little Kitchen Academy with all of this other stuff going on. Yes, that's a really good question. And it's a very deep question. I think it's been quite a journey for me, I would say, especially over the last six years. I think it started when I first moved to Vancouver six years ago with my husband. And I think some level of burnout as well kind of led me to taking a step back and trying to realize what I was most passionate about within my career. So I decided, and I think it was just fate at this point, where I was going for a walk in my neighborhood and I came across an open house sign for the Institute of Holistic Nutrition. And something about it just sparked my interest. And I didn't know what holistic nutrition was at the time, but I realized that I did want to just show up and learn a little bit more about what that program might have to offer. And I think that's when things really started to snowball for me. I really began taking an interest in my own health and wellness, as well as learning throughout the program. I wanted to explore how I can continue working with kids and with health, but from a more health promotional lens and disease prevention. And so as I was going through my nutrition program, I started nannying for a local family just for something different. And I learned he loved to cook, and so I wanted to explore what this could look like. So I would start to bring a printout of a simple, healthy recipe that we would cook together in their kitchen, as well as engage in food exploration activities, and he absolutely loved it. And just through conversation with his mom, she had shared with me that she enrolled him in cooking classes at Little Kitchen Academy. And from the minute that I heard about that, I was immediately intrigued and very curious to learn what that looked like. So I went straight to the website when I got home and found a contact for Alini, who was the director at the Point Grey location at the time, and was granted the opportunity to interview with her and was given the opportunity to be an instructor at the Point Grey location. So that's kind of what led me to where I am today. There's a lot there that I want to dig into. You have a career going on as a pediatric nurse, then you get interested in holistic nutrition, the childcare component of the job as a nanny as well. And then you get to this website and something strikes you about it that obviously resonates. What was it specifically about Little Kitchen Academy? Because there are a lot of places that children can learn to cook. Yes, absolutely. And I would love to take this opportunity to share with you one specific story that I hold really dearly to my heart because I think it really kind of put me in a space to reflect on my own life's purpose and harnessing that vision for myself and how I wanted to show up for the world. So I was caring for a teenage patient who was admitted for a type of inflammatory bowel disease. And for the three days that I had caring for her, pain was a primary concern. And so each day we would come together as a team to try and figure out how we could continue to support her. And typically what would come out of that was a change in her medication, either, you know, increasing a dose or the frequency but unfortunately, we could just not get ahead of the pain. And it was really heartbreaking to see how this disease progression was having not only on her physical health, but also on her mental well-being as well, and that of her family who were there at the bedside supporting her. And one thing that I do feel was overlooked, you know, during that time. And I'm sure this was kind of leading up to where she was in that moment as well, was the quality of her nutrition. 
And, you know, seeing the two liters of Coke at the bedside, her as a young teenage girl drinking coffee on an empty stomach, the level of processed food that was being brought up to her on her hospital tray was, you know, something that I was really starting to think about and really got me wondering perhaps how her story could have changed had she the tools and the education in her earlier years in building healthy practices for healthy eating and building a healthy relationship with food. And so I began to see that as a gap, I think, within our healthcare system. And that made me want to be a part of the conversation and changing the narrative and how we can better set up our community in providing these tools for the kids and their families and essentially to keep these kids out of the hospital by bringing them into the kitchen and setting themselves up for a more healthy, happy and more fulfilling life. So I always look back to that story and that really continues to drive me and my interests in putting more of my energy in the community for this reason alone. And I think that's why I do feel so connected to the mission of Little Kitchen Academy, because we kind of do have that same passion and purpose in making a difference for future generations. Not that you're able to completely go through someone's education or lack thereof when you're treating them at the hospital, but do you find that often when you see cases where nutrition isn't anywhere close to optimal and it's it's suboptimal, I would, I would say, do you find that it's more a lack of education as opposed to just plain choice? I mean, I think it's a very all encompassing conversation. You know, it's not just as simple as education. There's so many other aspects to consider, um, you know, health disparities and what we're marketing to individuals, just us as a society and what we have to provide for a healthcare system. So, I mean, there's definitely very many pieces to consider. But I do think that absolutely is a very big part of it is the education and essentially empowering them and empowering kids to realize that they do have a choice to want to take care of their bodies and to make these mindful decisions. So I think that's where some of my strengths come into play is focusing on that educational piece and then as well as connecting with other individuals and drawing on their strengths so we can come together as a collective force and making these changes within our community. I'm very interested in the fact that as someone who is in the traditional healthcare system, you chose to pursue something that others may view as anti-traditional healthcare system, and that's holistic nutrition. I understand, and I know you understand, that they can work so well together if fused properly, and there are strengths to either, but what was it about holistic nutrition that had you as someone who works in a field where that is frowned upon, quite frankly, by some in that field. What was it about holistic nutrition that compelled you? As you mentioned, yes, some would absolutely say that they're very differing viewpoints. But as you also mentioned, I truly believe that they can work so beautifully together. And I think just being on the other side of working within the hospital and seeing the amount of chronic disease that's putting strain on our healthcare system, so many of these things that are influenced by nutrition and that can be managed through nutrition, you know, we're starting to realize how much of an impact that has on our health and how we truly need to start looking at food as medicine and how much of a therapeutic tool it can be. And I want to share with you one statistic that I just read last week through the Center of Disease Control is that upwards of 40% of children nowadays in North America are impacted by chronic illness. And that is an absolutely staggering statistic. And this 
can present as allergies, asthma, obesity, type 2 diabetes, depression, and all of these diagnoses are impacted by nutrition. There's a lot there. And as you mentioned, that rate is staggering right now. You shared a story of what you've seen at BC Children's Hospital, where you work, and that impacted you pretty profoundly. Do you have any stories from Little Kitchen Academy that have impacted you in a positive manner? Yes, so many stories, absolutely. And it is one space where I feel so honored to work for because I truly feel more energized leaving the workplace than I do even when I show up. And you don't really see that often. And just seeing the smiles of these kids coming, but also leaving the kitchen is so rewarding to see. And there are so many moments where I can see the impact that we're having on these kids. Moments from teaching a teen class where I observed one student learning how to use a can opener for the first time. So just something as simple as that to also teaching a little one who was exploring broccoli for the first time, you know, they weren't eating it right away. But they had the safe space to just be curious about the food and to engage with it in ways perhaps they weren't able to do at home. And so to see that level of excitement and curiosity while bringing fun and laughter to the space is always just so rewarding. You mentioned earlier that this really fits with your mission. How does Little Kitchen Academy specifically work towards fixing some of those problems and those statistics that you mentioned earlier? I think what Little Kitchen Academy is doing in promoting health literacy in children and empowering them to learn confidence both in and out of the kitchen as well as healthy tools for healthy living is going to carry them through a lifetime hopefully of continuing to develop these life skills and I think just creating such a safe empowering space for kids to be able to learn about food is going to make the biggest of differences you know especially in today's society where we're always on the go even for myself um, when I was young I was always running from school to one extracurricular after another our Meals were usually fast and perhaps even on the go. So not having that opportunity to really connect with food, I feel like had an impact. And so now as I've gotten older, I've really been able to look back on my younger days and hold joy in those moments where I did take the extra time in the kitchen with my family, building those memories, building the connection with food and having the opportunity to engage with it as well. And seeing the development from farm to table, you know, really carried me through now to adulthood where I can really truly appreciate the impact of nutrition that it has on my own health. So I think instilling that in our children, even as young as three years old, just opens them up to a world of possibility in learning about their own bodies and how they can better take care of that and empower them to make those choices for themselves. Well, you mentioned a number of things earlier, Carolyn, when you talked about the messaging and the marketing and perhaps in some cases, a lack of education, and it leads to a lack of empowerment. And especially in the Western world where Quite frankly, as a society and a food industry overall, when you factor those other things in, we have become to a certain degree, a society of convenience when it comes to food, as opposed to a society of health. How much of that empowerment are you seeing changing lives as to where you think they're going to go and the impact it has downstream? 
So I think even just getting a snapshot of these children coming through multiple class sessions at Little Kitchen Academy just gives us a little taste of what that looks like and the impact that we're having. You know, we have kids who come into the kitchen who are a little bit shy. Perhaps, you know, there's a lot of new foods that they haven't explored before that we're introducing them in the kitchen to then leaving class excited about the cheddar broccoli soup that they made. And perhaps they haven't even seen broccoli before. And yet, you know, here they are exploring it, feeling it with their touch, smelling it, exploring broccoli with all of their senses and just being so excited about it. And I think that aspect of bringing joy into the kitchen and giving them the space to make that connection between that feeling of joy and the food that's in front of them starting to build, you know, that confidence for them in the kitchen and to build that interest in how food can impact their bodies and start to begin that conversation of food and nourishment. And of course, there's always a developmental aspect as well and how we start to have those conversations about food. But I think even just offering them the opportunity to interact with it, you know, is such a great start for kids to start building on that as they grow older. I'm not suggesting for a second that you look at each patient that you care for in the hospital and say, well, this could have been prevented if. I don't imagine you look at it that way at all. But I would guess that because of the dual nature of your professional life, there is some crossover where you see cases that could have been helped or perhaps could have been prevented if we took a more proactive approach as opposed to the reactive one that we generally employ in the healthcare field. Yes, absolutely. And I think as I start to pour more energy into exploring more health promotion and disease prevention practices, that does come up in my mind, you know, here and there for sure. And I would say as well, I do feel limited at times within my scope of practice as a nurse and also limited in the time that I have caring for my patients to allow these conversations of nutrition to come to surface. And so that's where I am now, you know, giving myself more space and energy to explore other opportunities where I can focus more on health prevention. And I think that's where my passion now is shifting is how we can keep kids out of the hospital by bringing them into the kitchen. The way you described earlier your entry point into Little Kitchen Academy and how it actually works in quite a symbiotic nature with what you do as a nurse is very interesting to me for a couple of different reasons, because burnout is a real issue in the healthcare field. And you mentioned that word a little bit earlier. It does strike me that by doing both, you can fill your cup in a positive manner with what you see at Little Kitchen Academy that then allows you to pour that cup out when you get to your other role. Yes, absolutely. And even through this entire conversation, I'm not here at all to discredit the conventional medical model because I think the access that we, especially as Canadians, have to such quality healthcare is you know, something that I have absolute respect for. And so, you know, I'm very proud of my role as a registered nurse and the care that I'm able to provide my patients, again, no matter their health history or no matter what kind of food and educational background that they have, but being able to, again, carry them through the darkest of days for them. But it is definitely such a wonderful opportunity that I have to, you know, explore 
what I love both in the role of a nurse, but also as a holistic nutritionist and instructor at Little Kitchen Academy. So yeah, I've been really blessed with this opportunity to do what I love and also, you know, have that variety within my workplace as well to continue again, doing what I love for sure. And I certainly don't want to make this political as we have this conversation, but it does strike me as an everyday citizen that as our country grapples with how do we play catch up? How are we able to serve more patients? That part of the solution is exactly what you talked about, easing the burden on the healthcare system by actually having less patients because we're healthier as a society. Yes, absolutely. And I think that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. is trying to keep these kids out of the hospital if there is a level of disease prevention that we can do by offering them the tools and the resources and education to essentially go back to the basics of healthier eating and more wholesome living. Is that how you grew up? You mentioned that you moved to Vancouver from somewhere else. I'm not sure where that is as of yet, but did you grow up with a very quality relationship to food and a family that was very involved in that education process? So I'm from Edmonton and yes, I moved to Vancouver about six years ago for my husband's profession. That's what had brought us here initially. And I would say it was kind of a blended experience, to be honest. At home, I do remember a very busy lifestyle. Again, we were involved in quite a number of extracurriculars. So I do recall a lot of our meals being very fast, very much on the go and more about convenience. Definitely quality of food was a priority for my parents, but definitely something that was fast to get us on the road to the next thing. But I do have very cherished memories of um, time in the kitchen, more so with my grandparents, where we had this time to cook together. And my mom's side of the family is of Ukrainian heritage. So a lot of the time around the holidays, we were in the kitchen all together, baking pies, Ukrainian paska, which is Ukrainian Easter bread and borscht for Christmas. And it was such a beautiful space for connection, not only with each other, with my grandparents, but also with our food. And they have a beautiful garden in their backyard. And I also remember days where we'd be picking apples from the tree, harvesting rhubarb and raspberries that we would use as the filling in our pies. And that was just such a beautiful experience to be able to explore food from a farm to table perspective. And again, just having that safe space to explore food, to appreciate it and build those memories with my family as well. So yeah, I was very blessed to be able to to have that with my grandparents and still continue to have to this day. It's one thing that I try and prioritize and look forward to when I go home to Edmonton to visit. Perhaps it's one of the dishes that you just pointed out, but I am wondering if there's a specific recipe that has been passed down by your grandmother to you that you hold near and dear to your heart and you replicate in your own kitchen. I think, you know, there's something to be said about her special touch, no matter how many times that us grandkids try to replicate one of her recipes, there's just something we can't quite pinpoint where it doesn't always turn out in the same way. You know, as we make, especially the Ukrainian pasca, we've used a bowl that's probably almost 100 years old. And I feel like it has to be on the specific chair tilted at a specific angle to be able to, you know, meet the recipe for it to turn out in the way that it does when we make it with her. I understand completely. My late grandmother made the most wonderful pie crust. And though her daughter, my mother, is an incredible cook and great baker, she can't quite get it just the same. There's something about that authenticity and that personal touch you're talking about. 
And I would say my grandpa was never hands-on in the cooking process, but he was always close by for the taste testing. And so, yeah, it was always just such an enjoyable experience with them. That makes me want to ask the question I ask every single person on this podcast, because you just talked about it, your own kitchen. Carolyn, what is the one ingredient that is always in your kitchen and why? I would say the one ingredient that at least I always have the intention of bringing into my kitchen is joy, both in my own kitchen at home, but also in the kitchen when I'm teaching at Little Kitchen Academy. As an instructor, we have the opportunity to set the tone for the class, and I always do try and bring joy to the children. And I think then that transcends into fun and laughter and creating a safe space for then for children to just be themselves and to learn and be curious about food. And I think it does come full circle for me as well, because joy is always something that I strive to bring to my patients as well when I care for them in the hospital. Specifically with Little Kitchen Academy, one of the aspects that many instructors have mentioned to me is that they learn so much and get so much back from the children. Is that the same experience you've had? Yes, absolutely. As I've mentioned before, being an instructor at Little Kitchen Academy is one job where I truly do feel more energized leaving the space than when I arrive. And seeing the joy in their faces just makes me so excited to come back. And that is ultimately my goal is for them to see the kitchen as a joyous, safe space to learn about and to learn to love food. And it always gives me clarity on why I'm doing what I'm doing and continues to push myself to be the better version of myself, knowing that I can be such a positive role model in their lives and I'm able to make that positive impact on them and our future generations. One of the notes that I got on you is that you are so adaptable that you function just as well with the three to five-year-olds as you do with those who are in their mid-teenage years. Have you always related to children in that manner, or was it something that was acquired over the course of the last number of years? I think working with children and connecting with children always has come very naturally to me. As a teenager, I started a business babysitting, and I think every pursuit after that has always involved working with children. You know, I did initially feel most comfortable teaching the classes of the younger students. And as I had more opportunity to teach the teen classes, I realized that that also brought me just as much joy. I found it was a little bit maybe more challenging to connect with them initially, but the level of conversation that I was able to to have with them was so empowering. And they were always just so keen on wanting to learn more about nutrition. And, you know, it also gave me opportunity to use perhaps language about nutrition that you're not able to use with the three to five-year-olds as well. So it was kind of fun to explore how I can bring the topic of nutrition essentially on a different level with the teens. And so now as I've had more opportunity to work with kids across the lifespan, I can say that I truly enjoy working with every age group. Well, and you've mentioned multiple times how much energy you get back from the students as well. And though I've just met you, it's very obvious how passionate you are about both of your roles, including the one at Little Kitchen Academy. One of the other notes I got on you is that it is a very emotional experience for you and you feel so connected to the mission. What emotion does Little Kitchen Academy and what you're doing there stir inside of you? I think the one thing that truly stood out to me, even in the earlier stages when I was first connected with Little Kitchen Academy, was 
the level of emotion and purpose that I felt within myself was just so evident in Felicity and with Brian and everyone else that's connected to Little Kitchen Academy. It was just so enlightening to feel that level of passion for a common purpose and inspiring our future generations and giving them the tools that they need to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. So that connection now with every team member that I have a Little Kitchen Academy, it just gives me that assurance that I'm on the right path and that, you know, there is hope for our future. There is a collective community that has the best interests of these children in mind where we want to be able to take these initiatives, have these big conversations so we can make a difference. All of us go through very transactional occurrences on an everyday basis. And it can be easy in a job to feel like each task is just transactional and there is a detachment from the people that you're actually working with or working for. And the way you describe both of your professions, it sounds like your roles are anything but transactional. Yes, I feel, you know, I'm not really expecting anything in return from the patients that I care for, these students, and the love that I'm able to provide for them and the inspiration. That's the reward for me. And even just seeing, again, the smiles on their faces is enough, you know, for me to feel that this is all truly worth it and trust that every effort that I'm making and trying to better the lives of these kids from early on will absolutely be worth it. And and I think my experience as well as a nurse and yes, seeing the hardships that these kids are going through, seeing the pain amongst these kids and their families. If I can do the work to set a child up for a healthier lifestyle, again, to keep them out of the hospital and to never have to experience something like that, then that's what I want to do for these kids is essentially enable them to just be kids and not have to think about perhaps a future hospitalization because of perhaps a reflection of the gap in our healthcare system and not offering them that education that could have, you know, given them a different future. With a job as a nurse, with a job at Little Kitchen Academy, and with an obvious motivation to continue to learn more, I'm not sure how you even have enough free time to do this interview with me here on this podcast. And knowing a little more about you and your husband is a pilot as well, do you ever get a chance to get away from it all? Yes and no, for sure. We definitely both live very active and busy lifestyles, but the time that we do set aside to just take care of ourselves, I feel like is so very important. And both in our work, working with people and both in careers of service, we've realized how important that is to be able to prioritize time for ourselves, to be able to replenish that energy so we can continue to give back to our community. One practice that I do always incorporate in my day-to-day is getting some fresh air, even if it is just a neighborhood walk. And typically I do listen to a guided meditation and this just gives me opportunity to feel grounded, to feel present maybe perhaps to reflect on my day or set an intention for the day ahead. So I do always take priority and also taking the time for myself so I can be the best version of myself to be able to serve others to the best of my ability. A few years ago, I can't imagine you thought Little Kitchen Academy was part of your career path and you were very much in the healthcare system and had thought you were going to be there for a very long time. There are so many things you can do It strikes me, and I think about them right now in this cauldron of what you're doing right now and where they could lead. 
Do you have a destination in mind with what you're doing to help health in so many different regards? I absolutely love that question. And I think it's continuing to evolve. I don't have perhaps an endpoint on where I see myself because there are so many incredible opportunities that continue to come in front of me. And I'm just ready to embrace them as they come along and as I continue to grow. But I definitely see a future for myself and continuing to grow with Little Kitchen Academy because they do feel so incredibly aligned with their purpose and their mission because it is so very much in parallel to my own. So I'm excited to see perhaps what other opportunities come up and how we can continue to make Make a bigger footprint, essentially globally. And I'm excited to see where that goes. Well, that is a great answer. And there are a lot of lucky children out there who are going to get to experience you as an instructor. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. And I want to thank you both on the healthcare front and on the Little Kitchen Academy front for your service. Thank you. It's been a wonderful opportunity to work with Little Kitchen Academy and to be connected with all of you. And it's been an absolute pleasure today to have this conversation. Meet Me in the Kitchen is curated and produced by Toolkit Content. You can find more information about Little Kitchen Academy, including classes, locations, employment, and franchise opportunities at littlekitchenacademy.com. What's the one ingredient that's always in your kitchen?